May your word go forth to accomplish that which you have purposed and prosper in that for which it was sent. Amen. Thomas, I, uh, it depends on the year when we get this gospel lesson to determine whether I love this guy or hate this guy, and this year I hate him. I'm so sorry, Thomas. I've stuck with you through many years, and I am actually with you on this, but today I'm going to just say that while um, it's, it's easy to say that Seeing is believing. There's more power in the idea that believing is seeing. Sight is a bad limiter on belief. If you choose to believe whatever you can see, then your beliefs are going to be quite impoverished. They're not going to have the depth and the beauty and the power that could be a part of them otherwise. But belief is a great expander upon sight. If what you see is a function of what you believe, then that opens up a world of just such unimaginable possibility, so much opportunity, just such infinite plenitude before you, because anything is possible. And I'm going to tell you something that you didn't think was possible right now. You may not have known this, but you are looking at a real live superhero right in front of you. And the darkness feared me. I mean, I used to be a superhero. You're going to be surprised. And again, this is why it's so what we're talking about here is so powerful. I was the Lone Ranger. I also was a Ninja Turtle, mainly Raphael, and I was also Superman, and I was also a Jedi Knight. On some days, I had a Ninja Turtle shell with a Superman cape all behind a Lone Ranger mask in order to preserve anonymity because that's necessary for fighting crime. And the world was a very dangerous place at that time for me as a kid. The closet was an alien portal, which I had to stand in the gap and defend only with me, my sheer courage, and unlimited cap guns and water guns at my disposal. The house was a place oftentimes where there was at any given point a dinosaur on the loose. Our backyard pool contained a real living shark that could eat you at any moment if you didn't keep your wits about you. And there was no telling how many Sith Lords the neighborhood contained if I hadn't had my lightsaber on me at all times. This world was a galaxy far, far away. And it included infinite possibility And if you had any sense about you, you never left your home on your Schwinn Chrome BMX with pegs without at least one water gun and one cap gun holstered at your side. I remember specifically being afraid of the dark until it was made clear to me that the darkness contained the most monsters. And so if I was serious about my commitment to fight them, 
then it was time for me to get past my fear of the dark. Something clicked. Something sparked. Something ignited in me. We doubt like Thomas, and we want so desperately to believe. We starve ourselves from the innards of our imaginations outward. The world is just not alive for us in the way that it once was, and how do we reignite the enchantment? Don't you know that doubt, that crude, unimaginative sleepiness towards life, don't you know that that doubt is a darkness that can drown you? And we wonder why we don't see it. Darkness isn't the time for seeing. It's the time for believing anew. And dispelling doubt and fear is the recognition that darkness can be a bell tower. Quiet friend who has come so far. Feel how your breathing makes more space around you. Let this darkness be a bell tower and you the bell as you ring. What batters you becomes your strength. Move back and forth into the change. What is it like such intensity of pain? If the drink is bitter, turn yourself to wine. And if this night uncontainable is too much, be the mystery at the crossroads of your senses. The meaning is discovered there. And if the world has ceased to hear you, say to the silent earth, I flow. And to the rushing water, speak, I am. If you're worried about finding the light in your doubt, and looking for it and being stressed about the lack of sight, then give up the sight and believe in the darkness. To Lou Quinn in her memoir, What We Wish Were True, a small series of chapters that narrate vignettes of her experience at the end of life, she details how she laments the loss of her sight as cancer pressed against the vision centers of her brain. In one sense, she laments this loss of her sight, but in another sense, she exegetes it as the arrival of a new kind of vision. She could not have seen this without the premise of a deeper imaginative belief that had already been there and already been sustaining her all her life. And the book truly is a glimpse into that new visionary beauty, which does not require sight. It only requires that you believe. And it's an insight, therefore, into the secret truth that faith is an organ of vision by which the deeper imagination is awakened. It's the ground of creative agency. It's the mythical embrace of a higher horizon of reality. And it's the very quality of aliveness that animates you even in your darkest darkness. Do not be surprised when it is so dark that you cannot see because it is no matter for in their darkest darkness, your belief will hold you 
And if you cultivate it into something deeper and beautiful and true, then it becomes so astoundingly transformative that it is best described as receiving the breath of an utterly new spirit. And it breathes within you and transmogrifies everything around you and in you into something that overcomes fear and doubt by this new antidote in your belief. And you find that all of a sudden, you do not need any evidence for this thing because it is already so powerful to you as if it contains life itself. So Thomas, I love you, but I don't need to take your approach because it's already true enough for me and it already sustains me and already is an antidote to my doubts and fears and holds me regardless of whatever darkness surrounds me because seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. 